Delightfully devilish, Seymour. This time of year, at this time of day, in this part of the country, localized entirely within your kitchen. Seymour! The house is on fire! No, mother. Just the steam hams. Steam hams. Steam hams. Steam hams. That's what I call hamburgers. Steam hams. Steam hams. Steam hams. Family Hello, everyone, and welcome to Soundtrack on the Cinematic Schematic, powered by thecinematropolis.com. My name is Alexander Bohannon, and I'm your film score geek and guide through this very special episode. But of course, I'm not alone. Sir, introduce yourself. Mr. Masters, Mr. Masters. Hey, Mr. Masters. I, this is Caleb Masters. I don't have beats nearly as cool as Alexandra or Dankmas, but here I am. Yes. On this lovely early morning. This is yeah. Great. At the top of the show today, we have YouTube masterpiece Steamed Hams leading us in. And today, on a very special episode of Soundtrack, we're interviewing drummer, YouTuber, and premier Simpsons internet composer Wade Nixon, or you might know him as Dankmas. Welcome to Soundtrack, <laughs> Wade. How you doing, dude? Doing great. How, how's it going? Uh, you, you definitely sound like you're not from around at least the United States. Uh. <laughs> yeah, where, where are we? Where are we? We're, we're talking to you uh, on Australia time. So what time is it looking uh, over overseas right now? Oh, it's still early. It's only 11.30 p.m. Yeah. It's still, it's still going. Yeah, it's Sunday, Sunday night. It's going to be really hot, guys, by the way, if your Sunday is anything like the one I've had, which I think it is. Um, I'm in the future. Yeah. Oh, this yeah. Time the talking future. to us from the future. That, yes. Okay. Sorry. I'm not going to think about how surreal that is for a second. So we uh, started the show by listening to a st- portion of Steamed Hams. My dying question um, when I stumbled across your YouTube channel was, did you have anything to do with the st- internet Steamed Hams YouTube meme phenomenon? Nothing at all. Nothing. Nothing at all. I put that video out. Uh, I made that on an iPad entirely. So it was GarageBand, iMovie, all just on, on this iPad. Wow. Uh, and uh, because it was 2016, you know, well before the meme kind of came out, um, you know, Bill Oakley's uh, Twitter was pretty normal, you know, nice and simple. I love what it's done for him, though. You know, this new, like, offspin of the food reviews and things. Like, you know, it's all really cool. I, I sent it to him. Um, and he retweeted it, and that was the first really cool thing that ever happened with this thing that I'm doing was actually for him to, like, really dig on it. Um, but, yeah, like, I only got traction from my channel after Steamed Hams was, like, a really established meme. Like, I remember when it was taken off, I'd go and look at my video and go, oh, maybe it's washed over. I look and go, oh, no, not at all, <laughs> not even a little bit. Like, I know, like... It was at a point where some steamed hams memes were, you know, well over a million views on on uh, YouTube and such. I think mine had like forty five thousand or something. It's like, you know, I was a benefactory of it. I didn't say that properly, but yeah, I benefited from it really. Like, yeah, I didn't start nothing. I I suckled at it right at the end, you know. And even now, it's at like one hundred and ten thousand views, which I'm cool it's with. Still good, yeah, absolutely. Oh yeah, I'm I'm chuffed. So for people like like me coming to Dank which is your youtube channel with not a lot of simpsons experience bill oakley is the writer of the episode steamed hams and obviously a simpsons writer i just had to caveat that because like for you who's like been entrenched in the oh, simpsons yeah. entire life I'm just yeah like, i gotta i gotta help help my bros that aren't yeah <laughs> i keep forgetting don't, that don't 
yeah yeah absolutely well no because um, i'm a freak for it i it's just because it was on so much on on satellite i was very lucky to have satellite tv and it was just mm. on all the time and like dad would watch it as well so it wasn't like my parents were discouraging it it was like they jump in and watch and like get all in on it so yeah i'm just just so jaded with it so i mean so it sounds like uh you're a fan of the simpsons like what in particular drew you to the simpsons i mean because you don't it's, it's not just a, a tv show it's actually really a medium for creation for your original music so i mean mm. maybe you could tell me a little bit about like why the simpsons why is this the thing you decided to remix and make a, a huge uh music career out of <laughs> um uh, well when i was first making music i was making it about anything right anything i wanted so i like had a john tron one i even had one for like conan o'brien and like jay leno's because i loved his like steam cars and all that kind of such and then i did a few simpsons ones just from i don't know i guess it was just the way the show was written is that it had enough for kids to follow you know me being like eight or nine years old um, you know, that I'd find it funny. But then as I got older and understood more of the words, it got funnier and funnier. Now I can, you know, I can go back and find jokes that completely went over my head. Like, um, Sneed's Feed and Seed. Like, do you know that that meme at all? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah formerly Chucks. Like, <laughs> I, can't, I can't say, I can't say the joke. Chucks suck and <laughs> needs feed and seed formerly chucks like and that's only a joke you know yeah, I've got oh yeah yeah go. so um I, a whole bunch of my music mates are all big fans of um simpsons as well and so we're often just joking around about what references would work in you know a different beat or maybe like you know, we clap a beat out and then sing a reference over it kind of thing just because, you know, we're killing time at someone's wedding and, like, you know, the speeches are running long. So we're just, like, you know, dicking around. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I guess the Simpsons ones were the ones that did the best. And then Bill Oakley retweeted that one of mine. And that was in a time that I was still kind of making anything. And that's when I was like, oh, wow, cool. Maybe I should just stick with this. And also it's, I don't know, I guess it's just fun sticking to a single platform like i just do one thing i just think that's kind of kind of fun i don't know i learned of your music on a different podcast um but you have been making music as you referenced you know just a couple seconds ago you talk about playing wedding gigs and things like that so what's your background in personal history with music and composing yeah right on i started drums when i was 10 i'm 28 now and that's all I did. Like I never touched any melodic instruments. I always liked the idea of writing music, but I never could figure it out. And honestly, I you know I fumbled through it. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I after school, that's all I did was just music all the time. I did enough to pass school, but I just I'm just always in the music room. And then I did TAFE, which is kind of like an arts college, you know, outside of school kind of thing. And then I went all the way into a jazz degree uh, in the center of Adelaide. And um, got up to honours, so fourth year, uh, got a few jazz awards, which was cool, got to play with some really cool people. Um, and then I started a master's because I wanted the funny-looking Harry Potter hat and capes. Heck, you know? yeah. And, you know, so like I've got two mortarboards, which is always fun to go like, 
you know, where's your mortarboard, you know, from superintendent? I don't know. I've got to be careful how meta my quoting is because I could just sound like a freak as I'm pulling like no, no, you're scraped from the bottom of the bat. Like, you know, the ones that we're down to because we're so bored of the show, it's like, ah, oh, there's, there's one we haven't said in about eight minutes. Yeah, like I did the full jazz degree, you know, that whole thing, got up to a master's, uh, but then I was kind of sick of studying at that point. <laughs> it had been since the age of five and I was like, you know, 20, 25 at the time, I was like, I've kind of had enough of this. And you, you're probably gigging during that time where you're pursuing graduate study. Absolutely. Yeah. That's yeah, where yeah. I learned the most, to be honest. Like, um, you know, and university gave me the facilities to practice to get up to the standard of the gigs that I was getting booked for. So yeah, absolutely. Gigging, gigging was really important. Um, and I guess what really helped me touch base with so many different musical styles that I'm kind of playing with now, you know, just from all the different weird jobs that I pick up to, to kind of get by. Uh, but I, I know that Dangmas kind of started really strange because it was like, um, you know, after a party kind of thing, you know, like almost blackout drunk kind of, kind of deal. I woke up to my iPad open with GarageBand on it and I'd never used GarageBand before, but there was a song written, I don't remember it, and it's still on my SoundCloud. It's called So Dank. <laughs> oh man! Oh my God. So that's that's on um, that's still on my SoundCloud, and I was uploaded from the iPad. And I woke up and I just chuckled at it. And then I was just kind of went, had to deconstruct and go, like, all right, how does this actually work? And that's when, like, I don't know if I'm killing time at teaching, I've got my iPad with me because I use that as a digital book for the students to read off of. It's like, oh, I'll just my current garage band for a quick minute, and that's just kind of how it started. Well, that's like that's like that's a great origin story. Yeah, and also oh, I don't know it's just because all my stuff's usually quite synthetic and dirty, just because mm-hmm. it's it's a really safe medium to work with. Because if a few of the notes are a little bit wrong, that's ah, just dank and dirty, isn't it? You know, like that. Yeah. <laughs> so you know, you just gotta you just gotta pick your genres and like you know, give yourself the home field advantage of like, all right, I'm not very good with music theory. Let's just pick some wacky synth sounds and just do single line square wave stuff. Which I love anyway, just because I just find those sounds really hokey and funny. We'll we'll ask you for your SoundCloud. I want to really hear that. Uh, your so dank, <laughs> very much. I think that's required. It's the first song I ever wrote. So be kind. Like, and oh, I don't remember writing it. But that's <laughs> that's kind of some of the magic. Like, it's like you Anakin no, Skywalker. I... He just appeared. You know? Yeah. <laughs> that uh... Bruce Wayne just woke up as Batman one day. I didn't know how it happened. It just... Yeah. So you so your process you started writing this song and from what we've talked about a little bit um, on Twitter you you actually transitioned to a now defunct platform of of a, a video um, to make some of these remixes so talk a little bit about about that time in your your life I guess oh right on well I well, I guess I got really sold in on the anti YouTube you know rah rah. Like, mm-hmm. uh, and then there was like a Reddit post, like, you know, here, we're VidMe and we want to work for you guys kind of thing, right, right, you know, like, for, you know, it's like a competitor to YouTube, but it'll be done differently kind of thing. And mm-hmm. so I jumped on board with that first. Um, and honestly, I think it really helped because the hardest thing, you know, you put up a channel, you put up your, your, your market stall and you're like, oh, I'm ready for business. It's like SpongeBob with the pretty patties. Like no one knows who you are or what you're doing. <laughs> You're just sitting there, like, I'm open for business. And everyone's like, who are you? So, like, hey, no matter how good your content is, no one's looking at it. And so mm. with Vidme, because it was so small and brand new, it was easy to get onto the front page just by merely uploading. You hit the front mm-hmm. page. And so 
anybody's going to see you. I think in the end, like I had about 150 subs on there, like, and they closed a year ago. Uh, right at the end, I think I'd, I had over a thousand on YouTube or something. But I remember 150 being reasonable for that platform, you know, at, at one point. Um, I don't know. It just couldn't, just couldn't take down YouTube. It just, I don't know, it just didn't work. But that's all right because, um, so steamed hams is older than it looks on YouTube because it's actually a few months older than that when it was on Vidme first. And then, I yeah, it wasn't really working, so I had to start YouTube. And I'm glad I did. Yeah. And then you pulled some of that, I'm assuming, the Vidme fan base over into your YouTube, right? Yeah. Anyone who mentions Vidme, I'm like, you're one of the first ones. <laughs> the original. The, the original club. Yeah. I, I, a couple of patrons actually did mention, they're like, oh, man, I've been following since Vidme. I'm like, Vidme? <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> you freak. <laughs> <laughs> I, do, I did save a screenshot of my Vidme page right before they closed. So that's buried on a hard drive somewhere. So I made oh, to quickly snap it. Uh, you know, and it's really fun to just see like, you know, my videos with six views each up for two weeks kind of thing. <laughs> yeah, it's, a, it's, it's like, a, it's like, a, man, you're one of those MySpace people from way back in the day before <laughs> Facebook was a thing. Yeah. Yeah. Back when all of our friends were Tom. Yeah. Simpler times with Tom. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So walk me through some of your process whenever you create a new piece of music because i know that only one of your tracks has any like hardcore sampling that being adam west because it i can't remember <laughs> the rapper's name yeah can't remember their... doctor it's original like dr dre what's the difference yeah. what's the uh, difference yeah. that's my favorite sample of any any electronic anything anything like, i love that sample and so and I just had pure West in my head and I'm like, it just has to be that. It just, oh, it was it's perfect. the only thing that could be done. And so I found a karaoke version of the song and divided up the sections so that I can introduce. So if you listen, because it, it layers itself up, you know, with each sound coming in before the, the chorus. And so, yeah, I used a, a karaoke version, was able to like cut everything I needed to get a clean track out of it. Um, so in that case, that one's a bit like the Scorpio one where like I just have like a fever dream idea and I just have to chase it down and it just has nothing to do with anything with the episode. Yeah, I realize, I did not know this until last night. Uh, I was talking to my boyfriend. He's like, you realize it's Cowboy Bebop, right? And I'm like, wait, really? <laughs> <laughs> but um, it's, it's funny, but I, I know of Cowboy Bebop, but I haven't really watched it. I'm a big oh, yeah. fan of the Japanese big band that plays it, and they're called the Seatbelts, and they're epic. Like, the, their music is crazy good, so tight, like A1 players. And so the very beginning of that song goes, okay, three, two, one, let's jam. And then the song starts. And the first thing I could think of was Hank Scorpio going, okay, three, two, one, hold on one second. That was it. <laughs> that was the only thing I wanted to fulfill. And I ended up having to get that, like an Adobe subscription to use After Effects to do all that stuff that I wanted to do. And oh, it looks After amazing. Effects. Oh, it's so cheap the way I did it. I'm not even going to tell you. But <laughs> it's so dang. So dank. Um, <laughs> uh, and to help with the music, like I found like MIDI files to work with, you know, and like to, to shape and to, you know, it was, and it was really hard because it's a big thumping um, big band chart and I had to make it electronic. 
Mm. I don't want to use synthesized horn sounds because they sound real hokey. Not in a fun, not in a fun way. In like yeah. a. Uh, like my first Casio keyboard kind of sound. So I had to find synth sounds that emulated like brass, and brass is it's super dank. Like listen to sousaphone bass lines. That's <laughs> as dank oh, as oh, it yeah. Like oh, yeah. so cool. Sousaphone player from back in the day, yes. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> well, that's epic. Man, I've only seen a sousaphone once. I was like, ah! And then it was, <laughs> it, it, it was, yeah, those, those, you, did uh, you march? I did marching band in oh, uh, high man. school with the, I started, I had one year where I actually had a sousaphone because I did those big tubas, you know, you have on the yeah, show. Yeah. yeah. Mm. Those, uh, the sound from the sousaphone is, yeah, dank is a great word to <laughs> okay. put it in. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Just bap. It's great. Ah, oh, dude, now I'm just thinking about sousaphones. What were we talking about? Oh, we were talking <laughs> We were talking about your process. So we talked about, oh, yeah. about yeah, yeah. So Cowboy Bebop and then of course uh the um Pure West track. But like whenever you're creating like hundred percent dankmas, you know, dankmas.com tier tracked, like what is your process when you assemble um just like assembly and how do you get inspired and just kind of walk me through that? You just gotta watch the episode first. You just watch it. So you sit down. I tend to skip through it quite a lot. So it doesn't look good on streams just because I know the episode so well. As soon as I see part of a scene, I already know what the end of the scene is. So I can just kind of like skate through. But really it's, yeah, you just watch the whole thing start to finish and just whatever pops up, you know, because usually I'm trying to work with a single reference just because, um, you know, uh, sometimes people want me to add heaps of other episodes to it. And I've, I've broken my rule of only the same episode, like, you know, for Snrub, just because... In my eyes, it just lined up so perfectly. There was just enough alien references and weirdo things that he was doing to put a video together like that. But um, it's it's like it's a precious resource. This stuff they're not making this stuff anymore, and so you know you can't just burn through your material so quickly. And I don't know by having rules by just making it you know you can only work with this one episode. I think then you've got to get really dumb and creative with it, and like have to really. I don't know, go looking through the episode so nothing's kind of wasted. So, yeah, just like just trying to catch on to anything that I found funny in it, hopefully involving the the um, the reference in question because um, having the Twitter poll just makes it heaps more fun not quite knowing what I'm going to be making, you know, and then just running off going, oh, shit, how do I turn this into a song? Which one was it? Um, I said French fries was a nightmare. Oh, was it? I, <laughs> I do really like nightmare. that one. <laughs> oh, I'm so glad. God. By the time I'm putting any of these up on the internet and pressing go, I've heard them so many times, I can't stand them anymore. Just really? Because oh, you just got to run it and run it and run it, and then you need to get away from it because it all just sounds like pudding after a while. It's like you don't know what's loud and quiet anymore because you're just focusing on you know, and then you're not quite sure what sounds are popping out to people who've never heard it before. And then you've got your own expectations. And then there's also different versions of that song that you originally had and have changed due to different ideas. And so you've got the old version in your head, but you're trying to get in the space of this new version. And, you know, and so, you know, I said French fries. That's it. That's the only line I had to work with. <laughs> so, <laughs> and so and I'm like, and I'm like, oh, but people want really long videos now. I'm like, oh gosh, there's no video to work with. And then so I'm combing through the episode and there's Homer on the keyboard. I'm like, oh goodness, 30 seconds at least. So a lot of the time, like any 
zoom-ins and close-ups I'm usually doing, I'm just grabbing for seconds. <laughs> and so that's why I love having the rule of really trying to keep it in one episode because then sometimes people come up and say, oh, I love it when you did this and this. And I'm like, oh, cool, because like, that's what I did when I was horribly desperate and no idea what to do. <laughs> um, and, you know, reference-wise, like, yeah, I said French fries. We have French fries. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, no, no. That's right. You go. Oh, no, no. I'm just curious. I, I love that you're talking about how you have rules uh, that you, you, you put on yourself to, to keep it to one episode. Because one thing, a recurring thing that comes up in a lot of our analysis uh, of film scores that we talk about on Soundtrack is, wow, this person only got this crazy weird sound because they had these ridiculous limita- budget constraints or limitations. Mm. But at the same time, the movie would just not be the same movie if it didn't have this soundtrack. So I'm just curious. Did, I mean, you're talking about real... What are the benefits, would you say, of having putting those limitations on yourself uh, as a musician? Well, I guess um, I went, when I was doing the jazz thing, you know, I was going all the way with it. You know, you think like, like really like pretty far out stuff that we're going out and playing. And so like free jazz can be a really toxic word because like, you know, you take uh, you take a genre that is very you know, that finds mistakes charming at times, you know, whereas in pop music, you make a mistake, you're like, you're ridiculed on Twitter the next day. Whereas in jazz, it's kind of like a like human thing. It's like, oh yeah, it's people making this music. And then, you know, having to sit through, you know, some pretty long winded, you know, just someone on stage with a saxophone going, and then the drum sits down and goes, and he tells it's about grapefruits or something. And it's like, you know, you know, with without rules, it's just run amok. Whereas the music, you know, like, and also if you've got rules, then you've got rules to break. And then that's fun in itself, you know. So, like, people expected me to stick to one episode and all of a sudden in Strub, I've just, you know, jumped to a different one. But you can't do it very often, otherwise, you know, it's a, you know, I just hope that, yeah, you just, you just want to use the material as efficiently as you can, you know, hopefully doing as much justice to the episode. And then any time that you need to break the rules, it's then at least different and special, you know, because um, I, I guess um, watching heaps of like uh, some Simpson wave and all that kind of stuff and a lot of Simpson memes, uh, the same ones keep coming up all the time. You know, mm-hmm. like your your five classics, you know, your steamed hams, your monorails and your, your dental plans and, you know, your classics. I love monorail. Um, That's one of my favorite tracks. Like, it's hard to say because I made a playlist for Caleb, but I'm like, these are, you know, like intro to Dank Mess. Here's like some of my favorite ones. And it's like, <laughs> it's pretty long. <laughs> so it's just like all of my favorites, I but monorail is cha- one of the, mine. That's the whole channel, you know. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I'm so glad because it, my, I mean, yeah, monorail was a nightmare. It's famous for the song and I can't touch the song. <laughs> it's like, you know, it monor- if the monorail episode didn't have the song in it, I think it just would have gone down as, a really good episode, not that one with that special sparkle that makes you, you know, keep coming back to it. And so it's, again, what do you do? Like, I can't use the song. And then I get comments, people going, you didn't use the song. It's like, what do you want me to do with it? (laughs) I mean, I haven't gotten that far in my watch of The Simpsons yet. I'm still in season three. So I, yeah, no, I'm, 
Yeah, I'm going through the entire. Yeah, I took cue from Talking Simpsons um, and some of the Laser Time guys. I'm like, okay, if you're gonna watch The Simpsons, you know, this is how you do it right, and this is where you stop, and like that that kind of golden era stuff. So yeah, so I'm in season three. Um, I just finished fl- the Flaming Moe's episode. Um, that's a, that's a really good one, by the way. When liquor uh, in a mug warms you like a hug, happy. Just a flaming away. And Homer looking through the window, just staring in. <laughs> yep, yep. Yeah, <laughs> so and sad. it is. So that's, to me, because I didn't know the episode of Monorail had a song. So, the, <gasps> yeah, I had no context for that. So oh, that's just, so cool. So, I could, I've, yeah, like getting to speak to someone who's a fan of The Simpsons, but is just discovering, because all the people I speak to who are fans are fans from way back or even, you know, say a couple of years ago and they've kind of already like you know caught like, up. Plowed through. Yeah. Wow, that's that's yeah. really that's so cool. I was one of those kids that wasn't allowed to watch The Simpsons because of the subversive the subversive nature of the children parent dynamic, you know, blah oh. blah blah. That's not how we talk to adults, blah blah blah. Were you <laughs> you were, were you allowed to watch The Simpsons either? Oh no, 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 no. Yeah, I, yeah. There's I, like I, a I, contingent I, of vaguely Christian students who can't watch it either. Americans. Like, yeah, yeah, so, yeah, yeah. I totally believe you. And I'm like, oh, do yeah. what? Like kids ask, what's your YouTube channel? I'm like, oh, it's about The Simpsons. Like, oh, I can't watch that. I'm like, no, you're not oh, going to get. Oh, like, oh, you're not going to get any of this. And so I show <laughs> them anyway, and they're like, mm. <laughs> <laughs> that yeah. that you're a good that you're a good influence on those kids. Just, yeah. just trust. Show them The Simpsons earlier. Uh, it's. It's definitely it's definitely a different perspective when you're when you're you're discovering this a little older because you don't have the nostalgia but the jokes land a lot differently. Oh I yeah, I'm jealous. I'm totally jealous because you know I I guess I am lucky that I kind of got to experience it a few times over, but you know a good show is always a good show. Like you get to be a conscious functioning adult sitting down at your own will, not because you know like oh, it's just something that's on. I just watch it when it's on. Like you're going to sit down and enjoy this really cool show. And, you know, I know you, you just get to experience it for the first time. I can't remember when I first watched particular episodes, you know, it's such a long time ago. So no, I'm totally envious. What a cool, what a cool journey you got coming up. Yeah, I'm very, I'm very excited for it. It's just really interesting to see the kind of thing that stuff I know I wouldn't have picked up on as a kid, like the idea uh, which is, has been said before in lots of like analysis of the Simpsons, but it's taking that classic American family sitcom. That was the popular method of conveying television at the time and subverting like all of your expectations on where each plot beat is going to go. And I just think that is so fantastic. Anyway. I mean, season three, it's really kicking along. Like it picks up big time in season two, but season three is like the tsunamis is kind of going. Cause like, my favorite seasons are right up, you know, seven and eight and such. Like they're oh, okay. still they're still charging so hard. <laughs> All those seasons are so good, but just the the off putting but kind nature of Homer at sometimes when he's giving Lisa advice, like like the time he hit the referee with a whiskey bottle. Do you remember that? Yeah, when Daddy hit the referee. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> and he's consulting her like, yeah. Uh, you know, he's so off-putting, but he's just, <laughs> oh, sweetheart. You know, like, pe- people aren't going to, oh, no, I can't do the Stampy episode yet. No, nope, sorry. I'm going to stick quiet. <laughs> Number one, it's just going to be it's just gonna be a very obscure reference, and I don't want to waste it on you. How long is your process to make a new episode? How long does it actually take? For, and then I would include even, like, brainstorming and conceptually. Like, how long does it take to conceive an idea and put the whole episode together and get it on YouTube? 
Oh, right. Like complete start to finish. Like mm-hmm. I'm sitting, I'm just palms in, like half facing palms at my iMac just going, oh. Um, <laughs> it's weird. It can take start to finish the entire thing, you know, a few hours, you know, like, you know, and it's just completely done. But uh, nowadays I found it more important to just leave breathing time, like just to walk away from something because there's so many tracks. I'm not going to name any that I listen to now and go, oh, I could have fixed that tiny little thing if I just slept on it, but I was just so keen to put it up. You know, just maybe I hope it's only things that I'm going to notice just because I'm just so in on these tracks, you know, putting together one piece at a time. Um, And so they take longer now than they did, just, you know, quality control jumping in. Um, But something like Mr. Thompson, oh, no, sorry, not Lenny, took me maybe, yeah, a few hours. I, I live streamed that one and it just fell together. Sometimes it just does that. It just boom, and it's mm. all done. Mr. Thompson was at least a month. That's probably the longest I've ever spent uh, on a track. That one I'm, is amazing, by the I'm way. I'm so it's glad. I'm so glad you favorites. thought so. I was on yeah. tour in the middle of nowhere with my MacBook and I had nothing to do. And that's when I was making that one and it finally all started to come together. I think it was when I finally... So there's no snare drum in that track. It is literally Bob's face the entire time. And I actually put a, I put a filter on it to add more of a snare drum whoosh, to it. So it's just Bob the whole way. But yeah, I, I, got, I got lucky with that one. But that one, that one took about a month. And then not Lenny took wow. six hours. So yeah, it's hard to say. It's really all over the place. But it's taking longer now. Just, yeah, again, just due to me just trying to slow it down a little bit. Yeah. Because um, as of recording, the most recent one is um, the uh, the children who are wrong. Which that one has been an earworm for days. That's so funny. I can't oh, I can't stop listening to it. Seriously, it's oh. uh, it, it just get, it's like deep in my deep in my head. It just like kind of pops up anyway. Just his delivery of that line, and I have to say, okay, another thing. Um, tiny fangirl moment you actually have really excellent I think this is comes from like your musician you, you know the fact that you are a musician so you have like a keen sense of timing but you have a really keen sense of, of comedic timing because you're like for a lot of the time you're punching up the joke with the music cue like the main like the kind of that pinnacle like you'll either drop drop the track or you'll punch <laughs> it up in some way and it, it actually I mean like for me watching having not seen I honestly don't think I've seen a single episode correlating to any of the tracks. Oh, really? I'm not that oh, wow. I'm not that far in yet because I don't think you've done anything from where I am in season three. So it's like <sighs> because I also jumped right into season three because everyone's like, you can come back and watch one and two, but just try three. Yeah, three's pretty important. Yeah. Yeah. So that's kind of where I am with that. So I think. <laughs> no context i can just like it just punches up you know that delivery to the point where sometimes like i'm just like giggling watch like i mean when i have the chance to actually like watch the corresponding video with the with the track i'm not just like listening um anyway <laughs> it, no, it just works I, I just have to say that yeah well I, i'm so glad you think so because i guess um I, I like things just to be a neat little package, and that's a Simpsons reference for a few <laughs> that you'll catch up to. <laughs> but um, yeah, I don't know. It was kind of like um, you know, punchlines aren't funny. Deliveries are funny. Like you, you yeah. put anyone's joke into anyone else's face, and like the result would be completely different. Maybe funnier, maybe worse. It does. You know, you don't know. 
And so, you know, I guess what I enjoy about a lot of the references is the supporting lead up to it and why the show is just so funny. It's just because every joke is well supported. And at times you don't even know that you're sitting in a support for a joke. And then all of a sudden mm. that punchline goes bop on your nose, right when you don't really think it's coming. Like, am I so out of touch? No, it's the children who are wrong. It's the children who are wrong. I did have to cram the syllables in a little bit because it's a little bit slower than that. So I actually yeah, go in sure. and I, I cut out each syllable for each. Yeah, well, I mean, that's it. I cut out each syllable and I move them around like Lego blocks to try and get them to drop on the on the beats that I want. Yeah. So yeah, in, that, in, that in, stuff in takes a while. Oh, yeah, for sure. Well, I just think of going back to Mr. Thompson, it's like, you know, hello, Mr. Thompson. And then it does. And I think he's talking to you. Like, that's just like, I mean, again, it's just a, a transitioning to punching up that um, with your musical accompaniment. So. It, it just had to go there. It just had to. Yeah. Like in my head, there was nowhere else that could have gone. It had to go right there. And it's and it really helped because he's whispering as well. And so then the chorus can come in real hard on top of like whack because he's, I think he's talking to you. Yeah, oh, it's, it's so good. That episode's <laughs> epic. Like Cape, Cape, Cape Fear, I think it is. Mm. I forget what season that is. Cape Fear. I think we're all season five. Okay, yeah, couple... we're, we're not too far from that. Yeah, yeah that's, a, that's a really morbid one as well. It's like, you know, Bart getting death threats, you know, written in blood and all sorts of things. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's heavy. <laughs> if you understand the, the concept of Sideshow Bob and, like, what he's all about, like, you could just go and watch that right now. Like, there's no real, like, continuity issues with just, like, jumping up to that. It's not like all of a sudden they've got 16 pets and a parrot in the house and it's like, whoa, what's going on? It's, it's all pretty stable. Why do you think the music has resonated so much with with people, uh, you know, fans of The Simpsons and and your other followers? Yeah, um, I guess I've been trying to think about it as well because this is all just start out. It's just like a little bit of silly fun, uh, and well, it still is. Um, I guess just because the show has been able to get to a particular vintage, there's a higher chance that someone has seen the show a lot. You know, especially the older ones. Um, and so then there are going to be more people whom are kind of like me where, you know, just saying the reference almost isn't enough anymore just because we're so savvy with it, you know, and just a bunch of jaded Simpsons fans who just want to get really weird with their favorite show. Like, you know, <laughs> yeah, like Hello, Mr. Thompson is now is now a song just because. It, it, it like taps into that mix of the nostalgia culture we're living in maybe a little bit, you think? Oh, totally. I mean, that's why I'm so blown away to speak to to you guys who are just like catching on yet, you know, know all of my tracks. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> you guys really are the rank outsiders. So I'm sitting there going like, really? That's so cool and interesting. Like, you know, I was hoping that these would sell as songs on their own. You know, I was, you know, like you come for the memes, but you stay for the music kind of deal. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I've actually seen that comment at least once a video is someone's like someone's kind of vaguely backhanded compliment surprise. It's like, wow, this is actually good music. Thanks for that wet handshake. It's like, yeah, oh, that's <laughs> like, thanks. Thanks for that gesture. <laughs> no, uh, backhand the compliment is still a compliment. Yeah, that's true. That's true. 
Now, I'm just curious, when did you realize that this music uh, was actually a YouTube hit? Like, when did you say, man, I've really found an audience with this? Did, was this like a recent uh, development or is this something that happened pretty quickly? Um, oh, over time, I don't know. I guess like it was probably the comment section where like people keep getting dank into everything. And then, like, <laughs> you know, and then I'm looking at my, you know, because my channel's still tiny. Like, you know, I, I know where I reside in the vastness of YouTube and potential audiences. You know, you look at trending, you go, oh, wow, like 20 million views overnight. Boom. Like, a career has just been sparked. But, like, yeah, I even for my tiny videos getting maybe a thousand views, I was getting about 80 comments, you know, which is a lot. Like, that's a lot of activity on such a smallly viewed kind of video i was like oh man they're actually like people really hovering around this smelly mess i'm making it's like huh, okay <laughs> and then just seeing dank just get into everything is my favorite bit <laughs> is you might see that i'm favoriting comments really quick after an upload because i'm hanging around because as straight away the first comments that come in are usually the best ones the people right yeah, off oh, yeah. the are there boom they put something in Oh man, I need to read a couple out. <laughs> Bear with me. It's because, oh man, oh no, I need Safari. I'm in Chrome. You've corrupted my MacBook. <laughs> Google has invaded. Oh the no. Yeah. Well, and that's one thing as like a person who's a fan of a YouTube channel, which I'm, I'm not really someone that has like a lot of YouTube subs that I'm like, watch every video like you know close to when it drops kind of stuff there's like maybe three or four channels um but like one thing that i think is really cool is you're so engaging with your audience and i think that's kind of why they're kind of feeding back into you because i did notice you know when like scrolling into the comment section that you do like favorite or at least talk to your fans yeah and so i i think that actually is really helping draw people in. And of course you having like your discord channel um, where people can also talk to you and, you know, to fellow Simpsons nerds. I think that. Yeah. I mean, they're just such a valuable commodity. Like, you know, being able to, you know, just to talk to those, those folks and go like, you know, what do you guys want? You know? So like, for instance, Larry Burns, I made every single aunt like um, poll Larry Burns. And that's actually yeah. for my discord guys. Because we're always rooting for Larry. Every single time, I was just like, come on, Larry can do it this time. And he'd always come <laughs> flat last. And so I didn't, <laughs> I didn't tell any of them. But then I just went on and made it Larry, 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 Larry. And I just said, it's Larry time. And then everyone just was like, yay, Larry time. So, yeah. So, yeah, that's that's for my Discord guys. Because I'm keen for Larry. Even though I haven't, haven't watched the episode in a while. And I'm sure it's going to turn into a nightmare where I go, oh, no. There's nothing in here to work with. But I'm sure Larry will be fine. I did promise them two videos, so I've just dug my own hole, <laughs> my own generosity oh, no. hole. So, yeah, I'm, I'm actually – I will make two for this next one. I, I want to make a big one and a little one. So, And I've noticed, speaking of, like, big tracks and little tracks, some of the tracks for, like, Snrub and for uh, Dissing Your Fly Girl, you've mm. taken that initial – initial track and expanded it um is that just due to response or because people are like must have full version it's like the full version doesn't exist but all right <laughs> you everyone's, know, kind of a- yeah everyone i mean this and your fly girl was just meant to be like a really dumb quick joke i i think i made that one in an hour and a half it was just like oh yeah this oh, is so good smash it it was all on the ipad as well just thumped out and then just put up 
and then yeah like people were just so keen on having it extended like you know comments for other videos would have now do this one you know now extend this one next and so you know don't don't deny your market you know if they want it then yeah, yeah cool you know absolutely um, and I actually lost the Shinrub file for a long time. It's why I took so long to get around to it. And then I was going through all my old hard drives and there it was labeled as, I don't know, like a lot of my tracks start off with weird names like This Sounds Okay. <laughs> just because I started <laughs> idea. I just save it as This Sounds Okay. And then if I continue the project, I have Shinrub, a finished track, called This Sounds Okay. <laughs> so, so when I go looking for Shinrub, I can't find it because when I get started, um, there's no rules on what it's going to be. Like I've, I've finished tracks before and then started again. And then that track just gets put away uh, for something else. Um, I'm trying to think of a Brownie Before Bed. That's oh, actually, yeah. That's a track that I made about a year and a half ago and I've been looking for something to do with it ever since. And so for me, that is one of the oldest friggin' things I've ever heard. <laughs> um, but, you know, I know that no one else has heard it before. So, um, yeah, I finally finally got to put it this way. So which out of all of your tracks is the song you're either the most proud of out of Dankmas or even a favorite that maybe you're like, oh, this I have a soft spot for this one, even if it's like, okay, you know, musically or compositionally, for me at least, kind of a thing. Oh, okay. Um, uh, I've never really thought about it in this way. Um, which one of your children do you like best? <laughs> I hate all of you. Um, now, I guess I think I'm really. I was really happy with dinner alone, just because because that I because I figured out that that bass line because just a couple of that that and it just lined up with that with a with that pad that I found and I was like it was it. a friend of mine Tom Cole. I sung it to him because I was like oh I've got the idea. I went. Dinner with friends, dinner alone, watching TV alone. All right, all right, all right, right. all right. And then, so that was so much fun to make because I already knew what I wanted to do. And so all I had to do was just to run in and do it. And it was done so quick. So that that one didn't take very long. It just, you know, all just fell together. But um, it's heaps dumb. But I, you know, like, yes, you know, the bum, 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 bum. I was, I was yeah. happy because <laughs> that's, that's a real classic of, of mine. I always love that one. Um, yeah, just to get Larry, Larry Burns, I think it is. Is it Larry? No, no, it's not Larry. It's um. Ah. I will definitely not be able to help you on that one, but it's good. Uh, I like the Burns song. Little uh, older brother. Oh, god. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Why can't I remember this name? This is not good. I'm meant to be this. <laughs> well, shame has befallen me. Oh well. Oh, the, right. the magic. The magic we'll, of podcast. We'll have your entire George tweeted it. George Burns. There we go. My little brother George. Yes. Yeah. Oh, that's yes. yeah, Mr. Burns' little brother George. Like he finally got some spotlight. Yes. Nice. But yeah, it, it'd probably be those two. Um but and then, you know, Steamed Hams, you know, like I think it was the third one I ever made and it was still on my iPad days. I just got real lucky with that one. I think I just, you know, just put some settings in the right spot and I accidentally made something that sounded cromulent. And I was like, okay, good. You know, it got, got through. It was in my weird days when I was playing around with filters and, you know, didn't, I didn't know what I wanted to be doing yet. It was, it was really early. Uh, you mentioned Bill Oakley retweeted some of your work earlier. Have you had any other responses from anyone else who's worked on The Simpsons at all or had any other notable figures who've heard your music and shared? 
Simpsons writers wise, no, no, um, and that's that's cool, you know, because they're all busy dudes, you know. <laughs> Uh, yeah. it's just me reaching out to Bill and I've sent him a few tracks over time as well. And he's, you know, he tends to retweet them as well, which is like, he's That's super, awesome. yeah, he's so cool about that stuff. I love that guy. Um, and it's just so crazy. Cause I, I was, you know, picking episodes that I wanted to do and like two thirds of them are all his. I'm, I'm just a fan really? of like, you know, the stuff that he makes. Um, right. I, you know, like, being shouted out on podcasts, you know, such as yourselves, you know, like it's just nuts to be found by people on the other side of the planet was something that I made in my little crap den here in Adelaide, you know, it's, which is crazy. I was really chuffed to get onto, oh, what was it, uh, last podcast on the left. It, I think there is like kind of like this Venn diagram of, you know, people that are podcasters and probably people that are at least pop culture savvy and Simpsons fans. And then that circle, I mean, well, it's probably more like a circle of both of those things. <laughs> so most, most dudes that are doing podcasts are probably Simpsons fans, honestly. Well, um, some, yeah, some yeah. really crazy people come for, not, not crazy people, but you know, like, um, like journalists and, you know, like heads of like, right. um, you know, media and such, you know, like, and, and I'll reach out and go, Oh, you're from empire magazine. He goes, yeah, yeah, yeah. I've been watching. Oh, that's weird. Uh, a SpaceX engineer follows me, so I drop him a message. I'm like, you work, wow. you work at SpaceX, right? He's like, yeah, man, love your stuff. I'm like, fucking weird. <laughs> so, <laughs> so weird. So weird. Um, and so I, I love seeing the the crazy broad st- uh, stroke of different people, you know, who just like mean music. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Well, that's super cool because I think it's twofold, right? Like, not, it's it, it's it's cool that you can, you, you realize you share that passion for The Simpsons with all these other people around the world, but also, like, they are passionate about your music as well from from the other side of it. That's got to be really cool, right? Oh, totally. I mean, just because, yeah, I always wanted to be an entertainer. That's, you know, it's why I play as a musician. You know, it's, it's what I, it's what I like to do. So to be able to, to be able to do something with the degree that I went to university, you know, like, you know, the degree that I got is just really fulfilling. It's like, yeah, like, this is what I do. (laughs) This is, this is what I want to do, you know? Um, Yeah. So it's, it's just really cool and just really supportive, you know, to get really cool responses from people, you know, you know, all these different calibers of people. It's like, oh, cool. Like nice to know that hopefully I'm on a right track of some sorts, you know, it's very easy just to do circles and, you know, I've been a part of way too many bands that went nowhere just because, you know, we didn't know what we were doing with what we were trying to make. And so, yeah, to, to finally get something that's kind of taken off a little bit, so, yeah, it's just super special, which is why I reach out to people, you know, and, like, make sure I write to them. And, you know, every patron I get, I make sure I send them a message and, you know, we'll chat a little bit as well just because it's like, you know, you guys are making a dream come true for me. Like, you guys think I'm doing something nuts for you. I think you guys are doing something nuts for me. You know, you know, here I am talking on a podcast, like, like neat. That's awesome. And we're, of course, delighted that you uh, carved time out of your late Sunday day to uh, come to chat with us. Um, so do you have any current uh, bands or musical groups that you're a part of outside of Dankmas? Because, I mean, it's you discussed earlier that you're a teacher um, and teach drums. So um, what what else do you do musically? Uh, I do a lot of corporate stuff, you know, say, you know, book a band in a hotel and play in the corner, play your Wonderwall, play your horses and just, you know, get your 200 bucks and, you know, leg it out the door as quickly as you can kind of deal uh, to, you know, big uh, entertainment center, convention center things for like, you know, big business, you know, say like, uh, you imagine like Bank of America or something having like, you know, their 
end of year Christmas party, but they rent out like the massive, you know, function hall, you know, that Taylor Swift might play at kind of thing. Uh, you know, so playing those things. Uh, I do some stuff with a group called Local Revolution. Uh, unfortunately, there's none of, there's no recordings of me up there because I only joined not, you know, not too long ago. So it's all the old drummer stuff. Crazy Greek band called um, Acoustic Odyssey, which is so much fun because it's all in seven and it's all, you know, <laughs> it's just so hard to follow, but that's what I love about it. Um, and, and yeah, just pick up gigs, whomever and whenever. So, you know, some jazz group stuff. Uh, I've done theatre work, you know, so playing in an orchestra pit for like, you know, musicals like Nine to Five and Evita and such. Nine to Five being especially fun. I mean, this is all amateur small town, you know, like very yeah, small stuff. I mean, but it's still cool though. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and I take it whenever it's offered just because, yeah, it's, it's a lot of fun to sit in an orchestra pit and just yeah, play this, you know, show. And then mum gets to come along. Oh, you know, get to see mum. Oh. Oh, lovely. Yeah, and then she goes, I don't like 9 to 5. I'm like, then why are you here? Aw, <laughs> <laughs> get your mom supportive. I That's know. nice. Yeah, bless yeah. Oh, I have such a weird offshoot question, but I've been dying to ask it since you were talking about going to, to jazz school. Have you ever seen the film Whiplash? Uh, yeah, and I've actually avoided it. <laughs> I've, okay. I've, act- I've actively avoided it. Yeah, it was a very common question when it was like a big hit of a movie. Um, only because... Uh, it's what it's it's almost exactly what I was doing at university, you know, like trying to cut it yes. to make into the big band, you know, being in the rehearsal rooms until two in the morning, you know, because you have twenty four access, you know, basically sleeping there, waking up, going again, you know, it was just all I did was just practice, 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 um, and I was rewarded for it, you know, with with great accolades, and you know, and I get to play with the lecturers nowadays, you know, um, I ride Harley Davidsons because the the then head of the course. Uh, got me into them and we still go riding to this day like just you know go ride through the hills or something so you know it's really cool to be like you know in with those kind of people so um you know watching watching the scenes where the teacher is slapping the student you know going one two three whap, 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 whap. i know for a fact that um any student any teacher that starts laying hands on students like that I'm pretty sure that that student would probably get up and smack, smack him. Because, <laughs> the Australian well, version of whiplash is they go back and they like punch him in the face. That's not enough. Well, I mean, I mean, you know, like we're all we're all adults as well. It's like don't right, touch, totally. it's like, don't touch me. Yeah. Like you know, it's like you can't yeah. touch me. You know, like we're not 16 anymore. Like this is adult school. You know, we're all we're all adults here. You know, and professionals too. Yeah, yeah. that too. You know, and so that that wouldn't be tolerated by any okay. sort of heads of education, and also wouldn't be tolerated by the student bodies because then everyone would just get up and go, like, you know, like what the heck? Is yeah, this? you know, yeah, throwing chairs and things. Oh, they'd be gone so quick. You know, I know it's just it's just a movie. It's just a movie. But it was it was like a really stressful time of my life, and so it's like I don't need to relive that in. I don't really need to yeah. need to it's like <laughs> I was already there like yeah I don't need the third hand yeah. anxiety from like performing in front of like jazz big bands I've had it ah. so um maybe at some point I need to check it out but um yeah uh, they, did, no. they did do a lot of classic songs like Caravan like that's just a that's just a classic that yeah we we played to death at uni just because yeah it's, it's a really cool sounding song so yeah you hear Caravan in the movie like oh of course I do caravan. It's a, it's a popular jazz. Well, song. at least they were kind of low key tapped into the 
of course, amping up the drama for cinema and everything like that. But yeah, that I, I was just like dying to ask if I'm sure that's like a frequent question, you know, because I just don't know a lot of people that went to jazz drum university. No, not, that is not, called that kind not of many, not many. Do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, you know, that this leads me uh, to to a question I have. Uh, you know, like if if, if uh, there are any of our listeners out here who are interested in pursuing uh, a career in music at all, like, mm. do you have any like tips or advice uh, for people who might be interested either in doing a more traditional approach or even doing a YouTube career with music? Oh, sure. Uh, just make sure it's always fun. You know, like music's something that we want to do, not because we have to do. So it's something I keep in mind whenever I teach students is that. You know, yeah, of course I want you to practice all the time, but I can't force you because if it's not fun, you'll quit. You don't have to play music. You have to do maths and English. You know, you have to go to work. You have to do that. But, you know, you don't have to play music. So making sure, you know, like for a lot of people, playing an instrument can be almost like going to the gym. You know, just getting it in your hands is the hardest bit and sounding awful for a little while because it's, it's really rough because we all listen to music. We know what it's meant to sound like. We know what brilliant music sounds like. And you have to sit there and sound awful for about three years before you can actually start sounding a little bit like the music that you listen to, you know, kind of thing. So just always just keep it fun. I mean, that's that's why that's what I do with my my YouTube channel. It's just it's always just got to be fun and hopefully a bit tongue in cheek and just a bit of a laugh. And um, yeah, it's just just as long as you're doing it like uh, students of mine who overly worry about doing very specific practice but then don't do enough of it versus students who just hop on the drums and just play every day, whatever they want. Those students do better. Just play your instrument, you know, just listen to music, just have, just be around it. You're just going to absorb it over time. And, you know, it's not a race either. I was pretty late getting the uni compared to a lot of the, um, uh, the high school people jumping in straight out of high school. I'd already done three years at like another pop degree um, you know, so it's sort of seen as like, oh, you know, here's this older guy. Ooh, he's twenty. He's twenty one, and I'm eighteen. Oh, so old. <laughs> that, that whole thing. Yeah, yeah. And, well, that's, and a, that's a real stigma, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And so, and now we're all on the outside, all just happily playing with whomever and whenever, and we just look back and go, God, we're so dumb. <laughs> like, you know, <laughs> thinking that you know, not realizing how long life is, and that you know, as long as you're doing cool stuff, then you know, you're doing cool stuff. And that's actually really good advice. I think even bridging any artistic medium is you know the, as soon as you start putting like that really prescriptive rule on it um mm. that kind of de-incentivizes de- you from you know doing the thing that's actually going to get you better you know yeah um yeah so what do you have any future plans for your role in like composing music um i mean i know you're doing you're doing dankmas if you are interested in like doing other venues or if you rather just keep doing drumming or what 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 what's the, what's the goal the future ah, uh i guess my the best thing i could do is just and something i've always tried to do is just never let an opportunity go past you know you you always have time to stop it and then look at it and just kind of flick through it and then hand it off if you don't want to. Um, someone has contacted me about doing a live show, hopefully in Melbourne, either at the end of this year or start of next year, which is actually why Snrub got extended because that's hopefully for the live show that I want to put on after I get my data back from Apple, which is stuck in iCloud Drive. More on that later. But um, So, yeah, like so that that's come through. Um, 
this this really cool dude reach out to me on Discord. Like he's he does three D animating, and he's made this beautiful pilot for a cartoon show that he wants to do, and he wants me to make the music for it. And so that's really special, you know, to to hopefully be a part of someone's crazy cool, you know, TV cartoon pitch, you know, to see where it goes. So um, that's just kind of kicking off. Um, I mean, just for now, it's just like I've got a list of Symphons represents. Like every time you see in the comments, I say, oh, I'll add it to the list. I really do have a list of like Simpsons references left to go. And there's so many. There's so many that's left, good. So like, many left to go. And there's a few out. that I want to redo as well. Like there's a few of my really early ones that I think they're only about 40 seconds long just because it was at a time when I thought making shorter ones was better. Um, and I'd love to go back and just make a whole new track with that quote again, you know, and just, just do another one. So there's stuff forever. Like I can't believe after like a hundred and something videos, there's just the list is still the same size (laughs) as they're being ticked off. There's just more coming in all the time, which is another reason why I like flicking through the comments is that people make good suggestions. They say, you should do this. It's like, Oh, (laughs) I'll add it to the list. And yeah one quick side note so what's what's the live show going to do are you going to be like a like kind of like a house band like an snl kind of thing or are you going to be dank missing this show like or is it like a live youtube show like what what's what's kind of the the story there if it works out for you yeah i mean that's the thing like they they pitched it to me and i was like oh, okay and they and they saw it to me the way they'd like to see it would just be like a dj set but with you know, imagine a one-hour Dankness video where, like, all the tracks just blend into each other. There's no starts or stops. There's the Dankness flash at the beginning, and then it's an hour long, like, uh, putting the best tracks together that blend into each one and, like, you know, mashing and such. I'll probably sneak a couple of new ones in there, you know, and then release them later kind of thing. But, um, you know, they, they want to organize, like, a full light show for it, you know, so maybe think, like, you know, not on any sort of grand scale, you know, it's going to be the best that we can get. But like, you know, um, Dead Mouse, you know, when he does like live yeah, shows, yeah. like, you know, you've got a DJ up on a plinth basically, but it's like, it's a video audio kind of show sort of thing. That's really, that's kind of cool. That's so <laughs> super freaking awesome. Cool. Yeah. Yeah, totally We're still figuring it out, you know, so I extended right. a couple of tracks and I've already started blending a few of the tracks together to just kind of see if it's even going to work because honestly i'm just i'm more than happy just doing the youtube thing like that's that's all i ever set out is just yeah just happily just have an internet only thing but um you know they're they're pretty confident because they're fans too like they reached out to me um and they said yeah we'd love to turn this into a thing it's like all right sure (laughs) why not yeah Kind of, a, kind of a really cool ch- challenge to to tackle, you know. Yeah. Um, what Simpsons characters really resonated the most with you, you know, uh, either growing up or uh, as an adult today? Mm. Uh, as a kid, it was all Homer and Bart because it was like hi- uh, I don't know, like hyper normalization. Like Bart's at school, but he's never doing any work. Homer's at work, but he's never doing any work either. Like they're just. And yet they're just managing just to get by all the time. And it's just, you know, sometimes really scummy and low, some of the things that Homer does, you know, because he can be pretty brutal and awful. Uh, I know, yeah, just like everything's so normal, but then what they're up to is so weird. But probably nowadays, uh, more Lisa, I'd say. Like in the later seasons, the things that she drops in, 
the only things I can appreciate now as an adult with her vocabulary, because it's like, wow, like she uses really big, really intelligent words. Um, and to get them in context now as an adult, uh, as an adult, it's like, oh, wow, like that's actually really clever and insightful and balances out, you know, Homer's like sometimes rampant ignorance, you know, just running ahead with an idea. Um, yeah, I, I probably run with Lisa nowadays, easily. That's such a neat place you know you're talking about it's cool that I as an adult I'm only able to approach this as an adult but seeing how like over time you can identify with different sets of characters based on your life experience it's pretty yeah. interesting well, well yeah. I guess from just watching it as an adult as you guys are doing you're just going to get it sooner like you're just going to get straight mm. up to speed with us because we, <laughs> we spent those good six or seven years not understanding half of the jokes it's even worse as an Australian because like I didn't realize how many pop culture references have just gone straight over my head. Like, oh, yeah. There's like, heaps of TV stuff in there. And like, you know, I, I can't reference too much. But, um, yeah, that I just didn't get. But then I get it now. You know, like, you know, so-and-so, like Doogie Howser playing as so-and-so. I didn't know who Doogie Howser oh, yeah. was when I was growing up. And now I do. And now I'm like, oh, man, that would have been so funny, like, as an American. So, oh, well, the joys of living in a meme land. <laughs> so i think we're about to wrap it up do you have anything else like any kind of any additional comments or something you're like oh man i didn't get to talk about this or anything else you wanted to cover before we say adios oh i don't know it's just weird talking about myself i suppose (laughs) (laughs) because you know as i said you know coming from a, a jazz background where there's like you know literally no one there the amount of like video footage i've got of dead gigs kind of thing uh, you know, so I guess just, you know, a huge thanks to everyone who, you know, checks out my stuff and, and digs on it, you know, and comments and, you know, and the awesome people who, you know, patronize and all that kind of thing. It's like, it's really, really cool. And it's, yeah, it's, it's literally a dream come true to be doing this kind of stuff. And I thank you guys so much for having me on. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, it's been our, our pleasure. Our pleasure, yeah. yeah I, mean, I, I, I just love hearing your stories and about your process. And, and I, you know, I, I think it's so cool, the, the, the stories that, that bring people to, like, the creative outlet they have. And, that, and, and then you've gone a step further from just doing a cool thing to making a cool thing that all, a community is building up around it. So I just I love hearing those stories and uh, just really exciting. Yeah, um, I, it's, it's just exciting having a community. Uh, I've been on YouTube since 2007. And it's almost been my TV since then. And so, you know, to finally have something that I've been a part of for so long, you know, like I've always been in, you know, groups kind of going like, oh, hey, how you doing? How you doing? You know, trying to keep up with the star of the show. And so it's, yeah, it's really, it's really crazy and bizarre to kind of be on the other side of the fence. Very cool. So if uh, any of our listeners out there don't follow you but want to check out your work, where are the best places to, to find you online? Oh, mate, straight down to YouTube slash Dankness, and then you got my Twitter, Twitter slash Dankness, and then you got SoundCloud, which is SoundCloud forward slash Dankness. And uh, <laughs> Instagram is a little bit weird because it's underscore Dankness underscore because someone already took Dankness the buggers. No! Monsters. I know. I, ne- I nearly had the set. <laughs> nearly had the set. So, yeah. But uh, YouTube is, is my main my main home ground, I'd say. Okay. Uh, very cool. And uh, you're on Patreon as well? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Patreon forward slash Dankness. Yes. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> 
Well, that's that's it for us. And again, thank you so much, Wade, for joining us. And oh, thank please, you. Uh, oh, yeah, absolutely. So you can follow him on all of those various and sundry social means. You can find me on on Twitter at Alex V. Brohannon. That's B-R-O-H-A-N-N-O-N. You can follow the show at the Cinematrop at the Cinematrop on Twitter. Yes. There uh, we go. Yeah, I got it yes, eventually. Twitter at the Cinematrop. Yes, thank you. Claps uh, for me. Or the Cinematropolis.com. <laughs> That's what I was trying to do. And yeah. what about you, Mr. Caleb? Where can they find you? Uh, well, you can find me tweeting about all the, the pop culture and sundries, uh, you know, uh, film, television, video games, uh, all at uh, on Twitter at CMasterstalk. That's letter C, Masters Talk. Um, yeah, it's probably the best place to find me. Excellent. Well, we're going to be closing out our show today uh, with a really good track. I think Caleb brought this up to me because he's like, this is my favorite track out of Dankness so far. <laughs> and I think it's perfect considering we're a film scores podcast to close our, our episode out with Dr. Zayas. I think you're crazy. On a second opinion. You're also lazy. Dr. Zayas, Dr. Zayas. Oh, Dr. Zayas. Dr. Zayas, Dr. Zayas. Can I play the piano anymore? Of course you can. Well, I couldn't be more. Dr. Zayas, Dr. Zayas. Dr. Zayas, Dr. Zayas. Oh, Dr. Zayas. Help me, Dr. Zayas. Dr. Zayas, Dr. Zayas.